Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Salvatry here, and today we have a two-game LCS, the American Tiebreakers, before the postseason starts in the LCS, that is. Don't worry, there's still the LPL until really the mid to end of April for their regular season and then playoffs. But the LCS tiebreakers are going to be today, Monday, March 30th. And I'm recording this video at 4.30 a.m. East Coast time in the morning. The slate starts at 3 p.m. East Coast time. So just be aware if you're watching this at like noon or 1 p.m., the slate's not starting at 5 like it usually does. It's a playing game, so they have two games starting at 3 p.m. So make sure you get there. There's a couple of $50,000 to firsts, uh, a high stakes buy-in at 444, a normal stakes in the, in the teens, $10 buy-in. So be sure to get in, get active. Uh, but yeah, then we continue to have the LPL stuff that I'll have um, just projections for over on Patreon. I'll also have uh, breakdowns for as well on the podcast and YouTube channel. And we'll see what happens with some of these other esports. Have uh, data and projections coming as well, but have models over there on Patreon for Rocket League, which is wild. But um, looking at anything is better than just blindly clicking names. Um, and then also for uh, CSGO. So welcome if you are brand new here. I am Salvatore. I cover daily fantasy sports and now esports in a bunch of different areas. Uh, and my goal here is to just provide just some sort of knowledge and really information for people. It, it makes no sense for people to blindly go into DraftKings lobbies just lose their money and then never come back. It's not good business for anybody. It's not good um, experience for the people going in. So if you have information, if you feel like you're at least competing, well, then one, it's good for the entire ecosystem because everybody at all levels is having information and competing, but it also just keeps players in there. Um, it keeps players experience up. So it's good for everybody if there's information out there. So this is sort of a free version. I have more in-depth stuff, projections, uh, player pools, things like that over on Patreon. If you're interested, link below if you want to support me over there, if you have the means to do so. Uh, but with that said, I just want to get into this. And last, before we do, we are now less than, by the time you're watching this, less than 150. Had a huge push yesterday, 50 plus people subscribed to the YouTube channel. So please hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell if you have not already. I'm going to be going live for a couple of these things per week. So if you want to get questions in for that, um, be sure to do that for some of the esports stuff. But yeah, 150, I, it, it's still a very bold goal over the next two days to get there and really today and tomorrow um, before the end, before the beginning of April, but we'll get there pretty soon. So that's cool. If you can hit that subscribe button, I really do appreciate it on the podcast. Definitely hit it as well. We started to trend in the fantasy sports space because just not a lot of people are creating content um, around it. Uh, Pat Mayo is continuing to crush it. Uh, but other than that, podcasts have been slowly reducing in the fantasy sports space, at least that I've seen. Um, so with all of that said, let's get into it, starting with your top laners. There's only two games, and these are just pretty straight lines in terms of you have the biggest favorite being 100 Thieves today as a minus 156 favorite as of right now, and then Dignitas is a minus 131 favorite in their game against Immortals, but against Immortals, Immortals is also minus money at minus 108, and then Fly, um, you're going to have FlyQuest against 100 Thieves at plus 106, so it, it's really a toss-up everywhere that you're looking. Um, based on what ownership looks like is how I'll play. Yesterday, I was just all over the place in terms of underdogs. Um, obviously, was able to avoid the Viper starting for solo as I uh, just didn't have a ton of solo. I had like 6% of my 150s, but he was like 30% on in some contests, really only 10% of much of the higher stake stuff. But that's why I had them in yellow. Solo has been starting um, the two previous games um, or the really the two previous games before last week. Uh, and now you're getting solo in there and getting pulled for Viper, who had pretty much played the bulks of the games until last week. So we'll see what they end up doing there. We're probably not going to have that starting news, but for me, I'd probably stay away from it. Or, I mean, if, if you want to say who starts yesterday, usually, at least from what we've seen the last two and a half weeks, the same player starts on the second night of the quote-unquote back-to-back. We'll see how they're feeling, though, with all on the line here in these, these tiebreaker playing type of stakes. So with that said, 
just looking at some of the top laners here, I mean, your best option is going to be just the highest price player at 6,400. And you get a lot of cheap top laners we've been used to on these bigger slates. Somebody popping in the 7K range, a few players in the 7K range, high sixes. You get just everybody in the low sixes or in the 5K range. So some's day at 2.3 kills per contest, um, getting the best creep score on the slate, not dying all that much, 1.8, the biggest favorite. I think that does stand out, but it's probably not somebody that I have to prioritize in my lineups. Like if Solo does indeed start, and this is a huge if, right? We don't know based on Viper starting yesterday, but if Solo was to start, I think that Solo at least provides some sort of value in terms of kill participation is is fantastic. Um, Average kills is 2.0. It's just you're kind of handcuffed right now into waiting and hoping that you get some sort of news or you take the risk again, which many people won't. Solo's uh, monkey knife fight more or less prop is 24.5. If you ended up getting solo starting, um, either way, I might take the under on that. I don't know what they do if the player doesn't play. They probably refund your entry fees. Uh, but check it out. Monkey Knife Fight, if you want to use the link down below or promo code VETRI, you get $5 just free to play if you haven't signed up there yet. Or if you have, just make another account. I don't, I don't care. Um, but you get $5 free to play. And if you do want to deposit, 100% deposit up to 50 bucks. Uh, and then Soaz, so from Immortals. Soaz from Immortals is actually interesting. So minus money as an underdog here. 23.8% damage rate, I think is really good. This is going to be a player who looks like just terrible, right? 1.06 kills per contest through 16 games. I haven't updated the last like three matches. They usually update on Mondays, but I'm doing this so early. They haven't yet. 3.3 average assists. So this is a player who just straight out looks terrible. And that's the price point. But in wins, it's much different. You're getting like, 10 points out of Soaz in a loss for Immortals as there's slight underdogs here today uh, against Dignitas. But in wins, you're getting to that upper teens range and it's a complete flop. So the problem is the win rate is just 50% for this team. They're an underdog today. So Soaz at, at this price point, it's really risky because some players such as some stay up top for 100 Thieves, if you get a loss there, you can still crank out like a 15 points in a loss from that top laner, 14 points. So as you're lucky to crack 10. So some days, the one who stands out by far the most. Um, and then I would, I would like to get to solo. It's just a matter of if solo is going to be starting or not. Heading over to your mid laners. Now, mid laners, there's a lot of upside here because I think pretty much all these teams I've kind of highlighted on are in play today. Um, you have monkey knife fight props and over unders for all these players, which is pretty cool for their fantasy points. But I'm liking everything here. And the, the players that really stand out are the players that are going up against each other. Now, mid laners, and I guess for a two game slate, obviously, so four, three stacks are always optimal. They're going to be highly owned in the four, in the two game slate. Four, two, one stacks are interesting because now you have to roster a player on a losing team, right? So if you're going four, two, one, I think that one off spot, you can play around with it. Obviously, I don't really want it to be a team spot. But if you wanted to go 4 to one it's obviously not optimal, but it's making you get different contrarian-wise. So in GPPs, potentially it's optimal. Um, so if you went 4 to one and you had the one from the losing team, mid laners on losing teams usually score the most points. So I actually like both the mid laners on, on both sides of the, the 100 Thieves plus FlyQuest, uh, Power of Evil and Ryoma. So Ryoma is... is in victories, potentially. So Power Evil, we'll start there. In victories, Power Evil is probably the best mid laner on this slate in terms of just pure points upside. Um, you're getting 3.9 kills per contest. Uh, that leads the slate by a good amount. You're getting 36.3% damage. That's by far the most on the slate out of all these, over 7% higher than Frogham. So Power of Evil, yeah, I like a lot. You're getting a $7,400 price tag on DK. The 20.5 uh, more or less over on um, 25 or the like 20.5 more or less over a monkey knife fight. I want the over there. Uh, if you get the victory at power evil as a slight underdog, you're going to hit that. Even if you get a loss, there's a really strong chance that that number is right around the 20.5. So you have upside really either way in this one, depending on how long the match lasts. So power of evil. Yes. I like it on all spots. 
I like, I'm fine stacking any of these teams. All four of these teams are going to be teams that I work around through stacks. Uh, Ryoma on the opposite side of that is the favorite in this one, leads the slate in assists at 4.978 assists is 11 more than any of the other mid laners on the slate. You're going to get average kills there, 2.8 a second on the slate. So both of those, those players from those teams are, are going to stand out the most for me. Uh, Ika, I'm probably not going to get too much of 21.5 more or less for Ika, slate underdog. I probably lean the less there. And then Froggen up top, 22.5 more or less on Monkey Knife Fight at least. Um, if you're going to play it that Froggen gets the victory as a minus 131 favorite, a slight favorite against the Mortals, well, then I would take the, the more there, averaging 21 points per game on the season, averaging over 23.5 in victories. That number is set at 22.5. Heading over to support, no monkey knife fight props, but we have all these players playing every single game, so you don't have to worry about backups, at least unless somebody comes out of nowhere here for the support players. So that's pretty good as you've had to kind of worry a little bit uh, solo and Viper, like we just said. So heading to over to the support players here, um, I do think Ednar at the top is going to stand out from an assist perspective, causes the most damage, which somewhat matters because, well, then obviously that's going to translate to assists uh, up there in kill participation at 69.6, which is fine. This is for FlyQuest here at 4,800. These, these, support players are, are dirt cheap. You're probably going to be able to make a lineup that you, you want. You, you can make any lineup that you want when all the top laners are below 6,500, when there's not a single support player above $5,000. You're going to be able to do whatever you want with your lineups. Enar is an underdog, a slight underdog here, averaging 7.9 assists per contest. That's 115 assists on the season. Again, the last couple of games this past week, it usually updates on a... a this actually should be updated, maybe not for yesterday's contest though, because it's four in the morning. So I imagine the data providers, maybe didn't update it yet, but you're getting 115 assists on the season. Um, that's about 23, 25, actually more than anybody else uh, on this slate. 27, there you go, to be exact, than anybody else in the slate. So the assists are going to be rolling in there, but they're obviously going to be less than a loss as you have the slate underdog. Um, once again, everybody on this slate is going to stand out as a, a fine option. Um, if you just want to go to players who... Every single one of these players, Enar stands out with 7.2 assists. The other ones are all averaging like five and a half assists. Um, and then Stunt all the way at the bottom for 100 Thieves as a good size favorite is only um, $4,200. Now, this is this is sort of shocking. This is probably why 100 Thieves as a favorite and the biggest favorite on the slate is going to end up just being massively owned because you can fit in a $4,200 Stunt who, by all accounts, outside of Enar, who's an underdog, all these other players on the slate are very equal to me, but Stunt actually has the most kills on the slate, 14. The next closest is Enar with 11. Um, if you're talking about assists, 85 assists is pretty much tied for second with all these other players, the other three in the slate. Um, you're not getting any kill participation. You're getting decent uh, damage. So it's all these players look the same. Um, wherever you end up putting your stack, just don't prioritize the support player. None of them stand out above the rest. I mean, Enar is averaging about three and a half points more than anybody else in the slate, but you're also getting as an underdog. You're also getting just an okay player. So there's not much price difference. There's a reason why Enar at the top, stunt at the bottom, stand out the most to me, but just fill in the support, which whatever player fills out the rest of your lineup. I do not want any of these support players in my captain spots on this slate. Heading over to AD Carry now. So AD Carry, three of these players have some Monkey Knife Fight props. The only thing you'll have to watch is Apollo has been starting uh, 16 games in the year. Apollo started six and the most recent ones, Altec is starting 10. So that's the only spot where you might see a difference in the starting lineup. But I imagine it's going to be Apollo because Apollo has been playing dominant this season uh, and has been starting recently. So starting with Apollo uh, for Immortals as a slight uh, underdog with minus money, though. Yeah, Apollo is going to be a fantastic option here. Leading the slate in kills 4.5. Leading the slate in kill, in kill participation, 77.4, and up there tied with pretty much Altec. Apollo's backup with 29% kill participation, only dying 0.83 times per contest. Five deaths, just five deaths this year. Um, and now Apollo's only played six games. So, I mean, if you want to prorate that, though, you, you can double it um, and then really add that by a half. So you're still getting Apollo in a situation where he's producing like 10 
to 15 less deaths than anybody else, which is why you're seeing uh, a lot more kills in that department. You're getting 4.5 per contest compared to everybody else averaging in around the, the two and a half range or so. So Apollo at 7,600, yes, is going to stand out a ton. Apollo in victories is scoring closer to 30 fantasy points. In losses is scoring closer to 23. The monkey knife fight more or less prop today is 23 and a half. So if you get the win here as a slight underdog, you're going to get crushed that more or less. If you get the loss, there's still a, a there's still a chance that you're live, where as most spots, you shouldn't even be live. So yes, Apollo is more on the more or less. Again, you have $5 free to play. Uh, just use the promo code Betcher link down below uh, and, and check out those props there. Uh, so Apollo is going to stand out. Um, you end up having Wild Turtle at the bottom here for Fly as a slight underdog. All these players are live to me. So it depends on what you want to do with your lineup here, but you're getting the most assists per contest out of Wild Turtle. Uh, you're getting a player who gets only 2.8 kills per contest, but that's still good enough to be probably second best in the slate out of all these starters. Um, so I think that's fine. Cody Sun up top for 100 Thieves is the biggest favorite on the slate. Cody Sun is going to be a huge, huge splits player. In victory, so on average, you're getting 2.7 kills per contest, uh, 43 kills over 16 matches. But you're going to get a huge split in terms of, as you would expect, these, these teams have only won 50% of the time. Cody Sun is going to be in a position where um, if he gets a victory today, he's probably a big reason why he's probably producing somewhere around um, three to four kills instead of this average two and a half per contest, probably producing somewhere around five to six assists. So Cody Sun, Apollo stand out the most to me, Wild Turtle. Honestly, Johnson up top at 21 and a half, uh, more or less monkey knife fight points as a 131 favorite. I'm not loving it because of the price point of 8K. You can get anything you want here, but I'm not that big of a fan of Dignitas today. I probably like Immortals um, better. I definitely like Apollo better uh, than Johnson. They're it's a minus 131 favorite to a minus 108 favorite. I think that I'm going to get a lot more Immortals as of right now. But again, that depends on ownership. So Apollo stands out for me. Um, Wild Turtle, Cody Sun. And then honestly, Johnson, who's the most expensive, is probably the guy I like the least here. Heading over to Jungler to finish it here. No monkey knife fight props there. But if we just want to look over some things for Fly. Um, so Fly Quest against 100 Thieves. Again, 106 underdog. I've actually win at least Santorin out of all these junglers, 56% of his rounds. So that's the best on the slate. You're getting right now 2.06 kills per contest. That's going to be right up there as either the best or the second best, depending on who starts for Dignitas. You're getting by far the most assists at 6.4, by far the best kill participation at 75.1. So Santorian at $7,000, you actually have decently expensive junglers as opposed to the support players and the top laners. Really not a lot of expensive players there. There's two players at 7K plus. Um, so I think Santorian stands out. Uh, Mito's on the other side of that at uh, $7,200. I think if you're going to have stacks, I probably, if you're playing like one or two or three lineups, probably don't get to uh, Mito's for 100 Thieves, even if you have a stack of them. Probably just go elsewhere. Obviously get the mid laner, the AD carry, the support to correlate the AD carry and the support. And then just finish it out with a top laner. Or if you want to get different, the team, I should call that out. I usually don't put the team spot in my four-man stacks like if i have a captain uh then i'll go with a a a support if i have a captain of an ad carry i'll go to support a mid laner and say a a top laner right um but if it's just a two-game slate i can see the i can see the reasons to put a team in the team slot from that and put it in your format stack so having a team a part of the format stack because it's such a small slate uh, and it makes your lineup a little bit more unique and if a team is going to stand out head and shoulders above the rest from a projection standpoint like we had last night, I think on the three game slate, um, Funplex Phoenix projection standpoint stood out like 10 more than anybody else. So I did allow them to go into the team spot in four man stacks. So I'm not totally against that when the slate is very small because there's just so many, um, it becomes more of a points upside thing than an actual, uh, just a, a value type of thing from a, a stack standpoint. So Mito's Centurion, um, keep an eye on who starts for Dignitas. Uh, Greg has started the most games by far this year, but you're seen as of late 
Acadion starting, it's a small sample of just like four or five games. So Acadion has a 3.8 kills per contest. That's not going to hold up. You're not getting a ton of assists. You're getting a lot of damage right now. And obviously that's leading to the kills, but it's a smaller sample size. So Acadion for Dignitas, again, Dignitas is probably not a team that I'm going to have probably stacks of all these teams, but Dignitas might be the one that I kind of fade the most as a like Immortals on the opposite side of that a little bit more. So Santorian uh, for FlyQuest stands out probably the most for me as just a consistent player that have, probably has the most upside. So the two most expensive junglers. And then on the bottom end, um, Zexmeath, I'm probably fine getting to Zexmeath here. You're getting just a player that if you get a, a victory, you're probably going to see somewhere around 18 points. If you get the loss, you probably see somewhere around 10. So not a player that has a crazy high ceiling and has a very low floor so that's what the price point's indicating probably stick to the two top junglers if you're just playing one or two lineups there and then for the team slot again i'm fine keeping the team slot in um, my just in my overall uh, formats just for this slate and seeing how that works out so what you're getting here in matchups in terms of uh, 100 thieves versus fly quest so 100 thieves is going to generate 11 kills per contest fly quest is also going to generate the most at 11.4 so tons of kills there you're going to have fly quest dying 10.4 times per contest 100 thieves dies 12 times per contest so again um they're dying the most in the sleep they're also generating a ton of kills. So FlyQuest is in a position where this looks like a bloodbath. They're going up against a team that's going to die a ton. Um, and I think FlyQuest is, is very much in play as a slight underdog. For Dignitas versus Immortals, Dignitas versus Immortals, neither of these teams generate kills. Immortals only gets 8.8 .8 kills per contest. Dignitas 9.2. Um, good news for Immortals is that Dignitas dies 11.4 times per contest. So that's pretty strong. Immortals just 10.2, the least on the slate. So I do like Immortals. Um, I think I like them more as an underdog on this slate. I like FlyQuest as an underdog as well, but I actually like 100 Thieves. So uh, Immortals, 100 Thieves, and FlyQuest, probably in that order is where I'll try and prioritize some stacks. Immortals is lasting the most in terms of their games at 36.2 minutes. That's always good because this is just one round. So if you can get an extra three or four minutes in there, you're going to pick up an extra one, two assists. I don't know, an extra one point from creep score, whatever it could be. Um, that's always going to help, even if you get a losing player from the Immortals side, if you're rostering Immortals mid laner. If you can still squeak out somewhere in the 20s and fantasy points, even in a loss, your lineups are not completely dead. So this is a two-game slate. These are the tiebreakers for the LCS slate before the postseason starts. LPL is going to continue um, and with the LCK at night, the Korean and the South Korean and the uh, China League. But if you enjoyed this video, please do hit the subscribe button. You can check out Patreon. I have more exclusive content over there. If I don't do a breakdown um, over here on YouTube because there's a lot of slates going on, I usually do one there. I have data sheets and models. Projections will be coming hopefully today uh, for CSG Go. Um, and then Rocket League, which does not start back up until the weekend, but we have models over there for that. And then all the other sports, once they come back, we have projections. We have player pools right now for League of Legends as well. And when I say we, I mean me because I'm a one-man small business here, if you would. So thank you. Appreciate you tuning in. Again, hit that subscribe button, notification bell. Uh, maybe maybe uh, I'll be shocked. Maybe it'll be uh, like Christmas when I hit 1,000 subscribers. Uh, and out of nowhere, there'll be just a ton of generous people with nothing to do besides hit that subscribe button and get us to 20,000. Um, we'll throw a little bit of a party. I'll try and find a party hat somewhere. Uh, I'll wear my gloves to the store. Though. Don't worry. Gotta, uh, gotta stay safe. All right, everybody stay safe out there. Appreciate you all tuning in. You all rock. Hit the subscribe button before you go. And I will see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.